and welcome to Evaluand, a podcast about the land of evaluation between you and me, your host, Dana Linnell Wanzer. This is the show where we interview people about any and all things evaluation related. Welcome to the next episode of Evaluand. This one is a little different. I was hoping to do a bit of a reflection on the upcoming AEA conference. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, then you'll know that the AEA conference starts today in just a few hours. And I'm really excited about it. I'm hoping everybody is attending. I, I'm not gonna lie, there was, there was parts of me that was sad and maybe thinking about not attending, but now that it's right around the corner, I'm, I'm recording this on a Sunday, and now that it's right around the corner on a Tuesday, I am so thrilled. I'm so excited getting to see the online platform that we're using and seeing people get engaged and active on the app. I'm super excited. So I hope everybody's attending. I do want to make a quick note just to note that this conference is one of the ways that we can support the financial stability of the American Evaluation Association. We had the business meeting last week on Thursday, and we're doing okay so far, but I want to just make sure that we're not just existing as an organization, but that we're helping make sure that our association, the one that hopefully you agree with me, the one that, you know, does a lot for us as evaluators, can continue to do what it does to support members. So I'm hoping that if you're able to, you are joining us for the conference or at least to watch the videos after the fact, even if you can't make it live this week. However, I am really sad that we can't meet this this week in person. I really, I really truly do miss this conference. This is one of the highlights of my year every single year since I've attended since 2014. I really feel like AEA and the AEA conference is my home. And especially now that I've moved away from Claremont, from California, from all of my colleagues there at Claremont Graduate University, I miss people a lot. I get a little bit of that through eval Twitter. I get a little bit of that through the colleagues that I have here at University of Wisconsin Stout. And I still keep in contact with people. But there's just something magical about attending the conference live and seeing everybody and having those uh, get togethers at the end of every day. They're long days, but it is just always so great to, to have time to be with the people that I truly, truly, truly care about. So I am a little sad that's that's happening, but I, it is my hope that we try to make the best out of this conference. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about my personal plan in a second, but you know, when we go to a conference, we're there, and for the most part, we're spending about like 90% of our time focused on the people around us. We're very much present in the moment with the people around us at the conference. And I can imagine that's going to be really difficult this time now that we're mostly probably 90% of us at least are doing this from home. Maybe some people are going off to work to do the conference, but I'll be staying home. And, you know, I, I've got a husband, I've got uh, a new puppy that's taking up a lot of our energy. And, you know, other people have other family lives and, you know, babies and children. And I get it. I totally get it. But I do hope that we try to make the best of it, you know? 
and try to dedicate time and try to be present in the moment with the people around us at the conference. Uh, but I do understand that that's going to be really difficult this year. So I wanted to spend a little time talking about like what my personal plan was for the conference, maybe to give you some ideas of how we can make the best of it. I've already gone through the gen, well, I'll, I'll say this, I've got um, six ideas. So follow along, I've got six ideas of what I'm going to do to hopefully make the best out of it. Take what you will, uh, reject what you won't, and hopefully find some things that can work for you so that we all get the most out of this conference. So the first thing I've done is I've already gone through the agenda and added sessions to my calendar. And it's really important that you do this early because some sessions I found out watching the, the recap of the coffee break from AEA about this, some sessions are actually capped at 500 people. And once that happens, you can't add it to your agenda. So it's really important that you go through early and add things to your agenda now. Uh, I would also say that if you plan on not attending a session, you might want to remove it from your agenda so that other people, in case it is one that's capped, other people can attend still. Also a reminder to fill out your profile and use the messaging feature. If you have noticed, there is a gaming app uh, <laughs> part of this conference. It's pretty cool. Um, there are prizes associated with it. Um, I should pull that up, actually. Yeah, the game. So if you go to aea2020.pathable.co forward slash game, it'll also show up in your header, uh, the menu bar at the top called Light Up Eval Game. Uh, so there are prizes. So the top 20 earners, the top 20 people on the leaderboard will be placed into a raffle to win the following prizes. So the first one is 2021 conference registration and a one-year complimentary membership. The second prize is a complimentary 2021 registration for the, uh, sounds like, yeah, the conference. And then the third one is a one-year complimentary membership. So really great prizes. Uh, there are a lot of people on the leaderboard with a lot of points. So you're going to have to get up and going if you're going to get uh, on that leaderboard and have a chance to win one of those prizes. Uh, and the things that you can do to get those prizes is to add a profile photo, talk to exhibitors, uh, go to a virtual trade show, live meetings, participate in a group video meeting, download exhibitor sponsor files, accept a private meeting, send private messages, add sessions to your agenda, participate in polls, watch a webinar, and request a private meeting. Um, and that goes from the most points to the least points. So right now we've got three people on the leaderboard, uh, Melinda Lloyd, Alamayehu, Bekele. I am probably not pronouncing that right. Uh, if you, I'd love to actually meet you all because I don't know. And then Bonnie Wolf. Um, but the first two, I do not know you. So i uh, love to meet the people who are really engaged with this conference already. And there's a bunch of others. I'm number six right now. So I'm feeling pretty good. We've got Tom Archibald, number nine, Claire Dunlap, number eight, Gregory Phillips, number 12, Rhonda Williams, 14. Very exciting stuff. And so like I am number six, mainly it looks like because I've added my profile photo, I've added a bunch of sessions to my agenda and sent a lot of private messages to people. But it sounds like a polling is also a good option to get involved and talking to exhibitors, which it sounds like a really cool process this year for the exhibit hall. So I hope you attend that as well. So that was my first plan, just to make sure that I'm really engaged with the app um, through Pathable. And my second plan is to make sure I have an out-of-office reply for all of my emails. So I've got three email accounts, two are more uh, public-facing, one's more personal one, but just in case, I'm going to put an out-of-office reply on that one as well. And just let people know that I am at the conference, even though it's virtual, I will be 
really spending my time there and that I'll be very slow to respond. So I still have, you know, student obligations that I need to fulfill. So I'm not fully uh, committing 100% to the conference because I, you know, they they have other things going on and I want to make sure I'm there for them. Um, but for everything else, I am shutting down, not going to reply unless it is urgent. So I encourage you to put out that out of office reply as well. And maybe we could have a fun com uh, co uh, competition on that. I've seen some really good out-of-office replies. So maybe best out-of-office reply. I don't know what the prize might be, but I would love to hear what you have for your out-of-office replies. So my third strategy is to make sure I've also blocked my calendar from outside meetings for all four days. So I have blocked my calendar Tuesday from, what time it starts? I think it starts at 11 a.m. I've blocked Tuesday from 11 a.m. all the way to the end of Friday. Um, so nobody can meet with me. Nobody can schedule meetings with me except through the app. So I'm really focusing on being present for those people and other people, like, I, I will meet with them, like, if it's really urgent, but I've got GAs who can help me out. I can email people back if they need me. I've also just tried to make the, the weeks this week uh, lighter on my students. So hopefully nobody has any, re any need to meet with me Tuesday through Friday. So my next two strategies are more uh, focused on my personal home life. Um, you know, you can think of what works for you. But for the first one, I'm gonna, you know, have a talk with my husband about letting him know, like, you know, I mean, he knows how much I love this conference. He knows how much this means to me. So I'm um, just making sure that he knows that even though I am home, I'm not home. But there are some things that are nice about the fact that this is virtual that I'm very grateful for. So I'm grateful that even though I'm going to be like trying to not, um, you know, focus, trying to focus on the conference itself, that I'm still physically present. So uh, he's not going to just like miss me for five days as I'm traveling and, you know, at a very different location for five days and then traveling back and tired. It's going to be a shorter day and uh, there's also going to be a lot of breaks built into the agenda so um, that are already built in right that um, there's like 15 minute breaks per sessions between sessions and then there's also like longer breaks scheduled throughout that I've you know I've added to my agenda and it's actually really cool to see that uh, just built into the agenda uh, so that I can make sure that I'm also taking time to uh, rest and recharge between sessions because as you all know these conferences are a lot when they're in person Person, and I can imagine sitting at your computer for a long period of time. One, that's not very healthy. But two, you know, it gets it get, gets a little dull, especially when we're normally like uh, hustling and bustling to get, our, get to our next session during the conference. So I'm very grateful that they put in between like half an hour and 45 minute breaks throughout. Um, actually, I should say be, um, between 15, 30 and 45 minute breaks throughout the sessions throughout the week so that we're making sure that we're really spending time recharging and getting the most out of the sessions that we do attend. And so with that, um, in my home situation, like I'm also making sure that I'll move locations throughout my house. Uh, I've got a number of locations that I can set up. I've got my laptop, so I'm, I can be mobile. So I'm going to try to use my office a little bit. Um, but also make sure like I walk on the treadmill and especially for the ones there are some sessions that are webinar style. So there's limited, it seems like participant engagement during those. It's just like Q&A only. So those ones would be really great to just sit and watch. So I could put it on my on my TV downstairs. I could put on the TV in the treadmill room um, and, you know, walk or just lay on the couch for those. I could also, you know, 
just lay on my couch with my laptop. I could go to my bedroom if I'm real tired and I just really need to lay down. But regardless, I'm just making sure I've got that change of scenery and I'm not just sitting at my chair all day because I have noticed I'm sitting too much lately and it's starting to affect my back and neck. And so I just want to make sure that I'm not sitting in my office chair all day and I am moving around and getting my movement in and thankfully with the breaks and with the webinar style ones, I should be able to do that pretty well. And so my last strategy to make sure that I'm staying engaged is to message and tweet people often. I'll be tweeting out on the eval hashtag eval20 hashtag on Twitter. I um, might try to figure out LinkedIn. I am not as good at that. I might sh share some things on Facebook as well, but Twitter is where you can find me. And so I'll be trying to make sure that I, I tweet out sessions and encourage that engagement outside of the platform and bring in other people to the conference and let people know what they're missing out on. Or also to learn from what other people are doing at the conference because there's still a lot of sessions and we can't attend them all. So hashtag eval20 is our hashtag for the conference. So get engaged, get involved, share out, share your lessons learned and cool tips and tricks that you're learning about. Uh, I'd love to be able to hear what your thoughts are, even if we're in the same session, but especially if we're in different sessions. So we can all share the learning. So those are my strategies. I'm curious if you have any others that you're going to use for your personal plan. I will say I'm kind of hoping I was talking to somebody, a colleague of mine, about how the one thing I really love about the conference is that end of day, we're all in the hotel bar or we all go out to dinner and just hang out and just catch up. I miss those dearly. So I'm kind of hoping that people will schedule little uh, gatherings on Zoom to hang out, you know, happy hour or not, whatever. But it looks like the conference basically at ends each day around, well, especially around four o'clock, but there are some, uh, you know, late afternoon, evening sessions of TIG business meetings. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, and then Thursday, there is the trivia night, which will be awesome. But like Friday afternoon, I'm completely not scheduling anything. I'm technically on furlough that day, so I can't work anyways. So like, let's schedule meetings. Let's have chats. Maybe we do an eval Twitter gathering like we normally do every year. Or just, you know, Zoom get togethers and just put out a call like, hey, who wants to come chill and hang out and just catch up and share what's going on in our lives. So I hope people are doing that and just trying to keep that camaraderie high throughout the conference. So I'm excited about making, like, the fact that there's limited sessions is, I think there's a good and a bad thing associated with it. Um, it's sad that a lot of people, myself included, aren't going to be presenting at the conference. I, it's sad that, you know, there's there's only so many sessions that we can can attend. But at the same time, that limited number of sessions mean I can actually attend more of the conference. And the fact that it's recorded so I can watch all of it later for up to three months is a huge perk because normally if you miss it, you kind of miss it. You can try contacting people, but no matter what, uh, it's not recorded unless it's like a presidential strand session. So I'm really grateful that I'll be able to watch it all later because really the, the conference agenda looks incredible. There are a number of speakers and especially those plenary sessions and presidential strand sessions look top notch. I'm very excited about them all, but even the meetings and webinars look great too. 
And so I've already put together my agenda, I told you, but I already, just like I have a problem with at the AEA conference itself, already I am like double, triple, sometimes quadruple booked because oh, there's a lot of really good sessions. So I need to go through and like, you know, remove the ones that I just know that I'm just not going to attend. I need to, to prioritize because I can't be in two places at once. I wish I had Hermione Granger's little time turner, but I do not. So I got to prioritize. But it like the fact that I could fill up my agenda that year easily with all these amazing sessions is a huge perk and what I'm very excited about. But my main thing that I'm most excited about is just, like I said, an opportunity to be present fully with our amazing evaluation community. You all mean so much to me. This is one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast because I, I seriously do. I love evaluation. I love our community. I love AEA. I love everything associated with it. This feels like home to me. And I, you know, I'm tearing up a little bit. I miss you all dearly. And I just hope that we can all have a really good time next week and make the most out of it and enjoy ourselves and learn a lot and just be together, be present for one another. So with that, I'm going to wrap up. I asked people to call in and I apologize if you only listen and don't follow on Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook for me. But I uh, put out a call asking for some people to, um, anybody really, uh, put it public, but you know, I know only so many people actually uh, follow me on social media. So I put a call out for people to also share what they are excited about or their thoughts and reflections about the upcoming conference. So thank you all to those who called in. Those are going to follow right after this. Um, before we go into that, I just want to say that I am going to leave this kind of call-in feature up on our website, evaluland.fireside.fm, evaluland.fireside.fm to record a, it'll turn into a 90-second, um, you can record a 90-second clip, audio clip of you asking a question or sending some feedback in. So I'd love to have those that I can feature in future episodes. And if you do have any ideas for future episodes, please email me or call in with your ideas. I would love for this to be more listener focused. Um, so let me know what you think should be on the podcast or what topics you want covered. I will say I have been very um, in my personal network in finding people to talk on the podcast, which has been very comfortable for me. And I uh, know I need to get out of my comfort zone. But at the same time, uh, a lot of this podcast has been out of my comfort zone. So I'm just getting more comfortable with this process. And I will be reaching out to people that I may not know more uh, intimately to find out if they can be on the podcast as well. So uh, feel free to, you can also just email them and say, hey, you should nominate yourself to be on the podcast. Because I would just, I would love for more people to be on the podcast from, I would especially like some more international folks. I haven't had any so far, um, or people who at least work in international contexts. So I'm working on it. I will say I'm just, uh, as, as much as I, you may think that I'm outgoing <laughs> and extroverted, I am definitely not. And cold calling and cold emailing people, asking them to be on the podcast and meeting people for the first time. It's very fun once I get into it, but it is also kind of terrifying at the same time. So help me out, give me ideas, send people my way, nominate yourself if you have some really great things going on or great topics that you'd like to cover. I would love for you to be on the podcast. So with that, I am going to kick it off to our first call-in listener. Thank you everybody who called in. And I very much look forward to seeing you all at the AEA 2020 virtual experience. 
Hi, Dana. This is Tom Archibald, Associate Professor at Virginia Tech. First, thanks for hosting Evalue Land, a great podcast. And thanks for having folks call in to talk a little bit about the conference before it starts. Um, I think what I'm, well, I'm looking forward to lots of sessions. I think one funny thing is, even though there are fewer sessions, I, like you probably and many others, still had a hard time trying to pick sessions. So there's still scheduling conflicts in spite of the reduced number overall of sessions because the quality of so many sessions is just so great. Um, so thankfully, we'll be able to listen to them afterwards. So that's another nice feature of having it be online. Um, also, I, ha I didn't necessarily do a great job of carving out the entire week. So I have some other meetings throughout the week, kind of like if the conference were in my hometown, might have happened. But at least I'll get to listen to them in the evenings and listen to them for the few weeks after the after the conference. Um, I think one of the sessions I'm most excited about is the Measuring Love uh, plenary session. I learned about that Measuring Love brown paper, I think, when Tom Kelly had posted it on Twitter or some other social media. So to get to hear from Cherie Tang and Sammy Nunez is going to be really exciting. And then there are so many other sessions really addressing the critical issues in evaluation right now. So, so many sessions touching on equitable evaluation and anti-racism in evaluation, as well as standard methodological questions. Um, excited to um, learn from colleagues all around, all around the world, really. Um, so, of course, it will be sad to not see all of our dear evaluation family in person. I think the, the business meeting the other day with all of the nice positive comments in the chat section of that meeting was a real testament to how, how much, uh, in spite of our challenges at times, we are really a, a strong community and we want to see each other. So we'll have to just do the best with what we have with this online format to connect with each other, send each other messages and 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 feel that we're together in spite of being very distant and hope that we can get back together in washington dc next year and hopefully see each other in different different spots as, as soon as it's safe to do so yeah i think in a nutshell it's that it's the amazing quality and and even quantity of sessions to try to learn from even even with a reduced uh, offering overall and an ability to feel connected to our evaluation family, even though we are going we are going to be disparate in distant locations. So that's what I'm looking forward to. And I look forward to continuing to learn from the podcast as well. So thanks again, Dana. And um, look forward to see you at the conference. Hi, my name is Bianca Montrose-Moorhead, and I am an associate professor at the University of Connecticut specializing in evaluation. So um, I have a couple of thoughts actually related to the AA conference, um, vir sorry, virtual experience reimagined. Um, first is that we're having it. Um, so, you know, I belong to other associations and I know that other associations haven't necessarily been able to hold um, conferences or experiences or anything like that um, 
this year. And so I'm super excited that we're just having it, um, first of all. Um, second of all, I am really glad that they have um, framed it um, and actually chosen a system that allows it to be more than just a, a very long Zoom meeting. Um, so for me, I'm definitely spending a lot of time on Zoom. And so, um, you know, Zoom fatigue is very real in my life. <laughs> and so, um, you know, in looking at the system, it's great because you not only have the sessions, but, you know, there are breaks built in and um, even, you know, fun activities, you know, like the trivia night, you know, things like that. Um, and so, you know, I really appreciate that. Um, and I appreciate being able to send people messages or even meet with them one-on-one -on -one in a virtual environment, you know? Um, so, you know, that's kind of nice because, um, you know, typically at the conference, I'm catching up with people. And, um, so, you know, it's nice to, to be able to do that in, um, the online platform. Um, a couple of other things I think that I'm really excited for. Um, or about is um, the opportunity to um, to actually be able to see more sessions than I typically am able to. Um, and I think probably like lots of people, when I'm at the conference, I'm trying to balance sort of seeing things and meeting with people and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, because the sessions are going to be recorded um, and stored, you know, we can watch them, listen to them. Um, for up to three months, I think that's really nice because then, um, you know, as I'm building my schedule and trying to figure out times to meet with people, I, I don't have to make those hard decisions um, and all that. So anyways, um, thanks for asking and I'm looking forward to um, hearing what others are really excited about. My name is Danielle Morello. I live in Southern California and I'm affiliated with the Claremont After School Program. I'm excited to attend EVAL 2020. This is my first time, and I look forward to virtually meeting all of you at the conference. Stay safe, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Kathleen Dahl, and I'm an independent evaluation consultant. I'm currently at the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative part-time, and then part-time I work on various projects with Nina Sabare of Intention Impact. So, uh, if I'm being honest, I'm a little apprehensive about Eval 20 and the virtual nature of it, but I'm rolling with the punches. At first, I wasn't feeling too excited about it, but then as I went through the agenda and was marking different presentations that I would either like to watch live or later watch the recordings of, I actually got super hyped, and I was, you know, just really reflecting on how fantastic the field is and how many unique and interesting voices there are. And that elevated my spirits and got me more excited about the presentations and the conference coming up next week. Um, I am giving two presentations. Both are at 6 a.m. California time. So that's a little bit of a bummer because, you know, this year is going to be in Portland, finally on West Coast time. But, you know, we all got to do what we got to do in these COVID times. But yeah, overall, I'm looking forward to, you know, engaging with the conference, albeit in a much more limited capacity than I normally would be in an in-person scenario. But um, I'm really eager to, you know, tune back in later and touch base with everyone and see how the experience goes for them. Uh, in the meantime, I'll see you online. Hello, 
My name is Christian Lucchese, and I am a project manager with Catalyst at University of Wisconsin Stout. And I'd say my feelings and reflections for Eval 20 uh, are mostly excited and curious. Um, so mostly positive. <laughs> uh, this will be my second conference attendance for AA after last year in Minneapolis. So the experience, even if in person, is still new to me. So the novelty of it being online actually adds more excitement to it than deters uh, my emotions. Um, I'm pretty curious as to how things will work uh, from all sides as an attendee, a session presenter, and having a poster, if those are going to be in included at all with the virtual experience. Uh, I've been to a couple virtual conferences so far, and I think I have a general sense of how to navigate them, but uh, <laughs> it's a little bit different once you have a session that you have to present at, and then there's a little bit more, not actually on the line, but more that you're thinking about and taking into consideration. Uh, aside from the logistics, I'd say I'm pretty excited as well for the sessions after checking out the schedule, uh, mostly for the ones that are continuing the conversations about equity that have been happening between evaluators, uh, as well as how to increase virtual engagement from program users. Hi, this is Nina Sabari, founder and principal of Intention to Impact. So I have a lot of mixed emotions about this upcoming AEA conference and the virtual setting. On one hand, of course, I'm really sad because I always look forward to AEA as a reunion and a chance to step away from normal life and really immerse myself in the eval bubble with my friends, my colleagues, just a space where I can fully nerd out about topics that I don't get to talk about on a regular basis with, with friends and family or other clients. Um, so AEA is a really special time that I always look forward to. Um, but, you know, I totally understand why we're virtual and this is just our new normal. And so... I am very much still looking forward to nerding out with colleagues in the virtual space and for immersing myself in new um, shared learning. And I think for me, um, being able to make the most of AEA means accepting that it's not what it usually is, which is okay, right? So rather than pretending that it will be the same and trying to force it to feel the same and being disappointed, I um, am realizing there are some perks to being virtual. So for example, usually at AEA, there's just so much content and I never feel like I can um, get to everything I want to. But now with the virtual conference setting, everything is being recorded and shared out. So um, I'm, there's less pressure to hit up everything and rather I'll be more selective with my time and make time in the next few weeks to catch up on what I miss. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm also really looking forward to our independent consulting TIG business meeting tomorrow evening. Well, I guess by the time this recording goes out, that will have been over. But in general, I think the TIGs are a great way to find smaller homes within the association. And I'm hopeful that the business meetings will provide a, a, a more intimate, engaging setting um, for people to connect. And yeah, so I'm, you know, going to miss and I'm grieving the loss of normal AEA, but very much looking forward to 
making the most of this reimagined version. Um, and I know that um, the AEA leadership, the board, staff have been working tirelessly to put something together for us um, that will be meaningful and valuable for our practice and our field at large. So I'm really looking forward to seeing some of you there. Hello, my name is Aki Hashimoto. I work for the National Institute for Educational Policy Research in Japan. I'm from Tokyo. I'm studying school evaluation and looking for good ideas and information on how it could be done successfully. My academic colleague submitted a poster on developing a logic model of school evaluation considering psychological outcomes affecting successful implementation. Session ID is 1743. I'm the third author of the poster session. I hope you could reach us, teach us, and preach us. See you. Hi Dana, this is Elizabeth Grimm, Director of Community Impact from the Connecticut Data Collaborative located in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, you probably know me from Twitter at EC Grimm, and I also blog over at elizabethgrimm.com. And thinking about this episode, you know, I should be boarding a plane right now or getting off a plane in Portland, Oregon, and starting to meet with the evaluation colleagues across the country, and I'm pretty bummed that I'm one, not out west, I'm doing some pre-conference hiking, and that I won't be seeing my eval Twitter and evaluation colleagues from around the country and around the globe in person this year. Um, I won't be seeing things like the eval Twitter happy hour or running into my friend and colleague Rakesh Mohan in the hallways. And those are things that I look forward to every single year at the AEA conference is having this really wonderful gathering, almost feels like a family reunion. But I'm really grateful that the board of the American Evaluation Association and other staff have found a way to get us to connect virtually this year through Eval 20 Reimagined and the wonderful virtual platform that they've created. So I'm looking forward to still meeting and connecting and just looking a little bit different this year. One of the things I'm excited about is a presentation that I'll be giving with my colleague Isaac Castillo, the Director of Outcomes Assessment and Learning at Venture Philanthropy Partners in Washington, DC. So on Wednesday, October 28th at four, we'll be talking about the future of logic models, logic models in 3D. And the whole idea about this is to sort of break out of these archaic and two-dimensional Western-centric notions of logic models that aren't responsive um, or equitable, especially when thinking about logic models and programs in the 21st century. So we're hoping that we can present a new way of thinking and exploring, and we encourage people to attend and bring props like anything flat and stackable, cookies, decks of cards, coasters, crackers, pieces of paper, whatever you have around your house or your office, and come think outside the box with us and explore about how we can use this old tool in evaluation and really make it work for us in real world program contexts. Something else I'm really looking forward to is a session right before that at three o'clock with Nicole Bowman, Stephanie Evergreen, Mark Parman, and January O'Connor on Indigenous data visualization. The, this group of speakers 
every single year at AEA encourages me to think differently and more equitably about my evaluation and data visualization practice. So I know that this session will once again, you know, exceed expectations and really just challenge me to be a better person and a better evaluator. So I'm really looking forward to learning in this session about, you know, how we can break out of this data visualization and evaluation field of being very white and Western centric and how we can get back with historic roots of storytelling and data visualization to really inform our practice. And of course, I'm hoping to connect and learn from new evaluators that I haven't met before. And I'm sure that I'll be following along the conference, not only in the conference platform, but also online on social media with the eval Twitter hashtag. So I'm sad I won't be seeing you and other friends in person, but I am looking forward to connecting virtually this next week. Thanks. Bye. Hello, this is Libby Smith. I am super excited to finally get to be a guest on A Value Land. Um, I've really enjoyed listening to the podcast and I'm excited about this episode as well. Uh, I'm calling in this morning from Menominee, Wisconsin. I live and work here on Anishinaabe land at the University of Wisconsin Stout. I'm an evaluator and educator here. So I would be remiss in my conference reflections if I didn't say I was a little sad here over the last few days about not uh, waking up in Portland this morning. Um, I was very much looking forward to that. It would have been a, a weekend of hiking the Cascades. I had a trip to Mount St. Helens planned. I would have hopefully been rolling out of bed this morning with a voodoo donut in my hand. And I was very much looking forward to that experience. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm sitting with that sadness a little bit now. Uh, I really so much appreciate the in-person connection that uh, conference offers. Um, you know, the opportunity to do board of directors work face-to-face. You know, we're challenged to do that now in a virtual space. Uh, so it just is what it is this year, and that that's going to be okay. I was super excited when the platform rolled out a couple of weeks ago, Pathable Platform, uh, compared to other online conferences I've seen here over the over the summer and into the fall, this this looks like it'll be maybe a better experience than what I've experienced in some other virtual conferences, particularly in the ways that it does allow us to connect uh, in, in sort of one-on-one opportunities or maybe in small groups even. So I'm really just uh, looking forward to see how, how that part of the platform works because uh, that's really what makes conference so uh, exciting for me is the opportunity to catch up with colleagues, to um, have that one-on-one connection whether it's over kind of, you know, the issues of the day and evaluation, but just like getting those personal updates from people. I'm, I'm going to um, really make an effort this week to, to have those one-on-one connections during the exhibitor hall hours and during the breaks um, to reach out to people on the platform and say, hey, let's, let's chat for 10 minutes the same way you would uh, when you see people in the hallway between sessions. So um, I think that's, you know, that's always what I'm most excited for, for the in-person experience. And I don't think that changes at all for the, for the virtual experience. And it looks like our platform is going to support that. So 
that's what I'm most excited about. So um, look for me in your inbox there. I'm looking for opportunities to connect and say hi um, and, and learn more about your conference experience. Because as a, as a board member, we really need to, to learn from this experience as well so we can kind of uh, see where we need to go in the future, uh, in future years here with, with conference and learning experiences. So um, I'll look forward to an opportunity to share post-reflections as well. So have a great conference, everyone, and we'll hopefully see you there. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please visit the podcast website at evaluland.fireside.fm, where you can subscribe to get notified of new episodes and contact us with your questions, comments, or suggestions. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, this has been Evaluland.